This is Green and Gold History. 50 plus years of stories, championships, and colorful characters. This is A's Baseball. This is Green and Gold History. Well, time now for a little green and gold history here on A's Cast and A's Cast Live with a very dear friend and one of the great A's of all time, Steve Vucinich joins us. Vuce, how was the trip back from Arizona? It's always hectic. The last week of spring training is hell week for us, especially since uh, with seven days ago, we made the move from our minor league uh complex to the stadium to try to get everybody together after a few cuts have been made and so we had that big move and then we've got the move back to Oakland which about four days before we break camp we had loaded up two 50-foot trailers by Atlas Van Lines and then uh, two days before camp I had to ship 33 cars back here on seven different uh, uh, vehicles car haulers and then get back here and have to move in and there was some Minor improvements to the clubhouses and a few other rooms here, so uh, stuff couldn't be moved in in advance of us getting back. So it's hectic, but uh, by tomorrow we'll be ready to go. Well, I'll tell you what. Was it 53 years you've worked for the A's now? Come on, don't cheat me out of one. This is 54. 54? (laughs) Well, that's my San Jose State math right there. So 54 years with the Oakland Athletics, and this is going to be – your last year, um, how hard was that decision for you to make? You know, it, it was tough. You want to keep going, um, but I want to do some other things. I want to do some summer travel. It's time to hand the job over to somebody else, and maybe they'll even split it up. Who knows? But, uh, uh, you know, this will be my 54th full season. I'll actually work through next winter in spring training. Spring training is a fun time for me. You get to see everybody in the industry, they come by the bat reps, the golf reps, those kind of people. So um, it's a uh, it's a special time, and I'm just going to work through next March. And every year, when spring training ends and the weather has turned just perfect in Arizona, it's 85 during the day and 70 at night, and I sit outside and barbecue and maybe watch some NC2A basketball. Go Gonzaga, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and then it's tough to leave. It really is. So next year, I'll just be sitting there and I'll say, bye-bye, guys. Have a good season. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think everything you've done for everybody in this organization and everybody that comes through here and, and just how good you are at your job to where everybody says uh, second to none, I, I think you have to be very proud of your career with the Oakland Athletics because I've always joked with you, you might be the only guy I've ever known that never needed a resume. You're absolutely right. I think I always had them polished off just in case you never knew, but I get, gave that up about 35 years ago. <laughs> you think about being with this franchise. What does this franchise mean to you? Well, it's my life. Um, Tom of the Sorta said he bleeded blue. I bleed green. Um, uh, I have done other part-time jobs along the way before this was full-time, full-time. Um, uh, I never thought it would have lasted this long, obviously. My standard line this year and through retirement is going to be, I'm an ordinary guy given an extraordinary opportunity. And the truth of the matter is, I just like walking away and I hear somebody say behind me, no, there's a good guy. And that's satisfaction for me. What's Mickey Morabito going to do without you? 
Well, I'd like to say probably better, but that's not true. Uh, he, uh, he's got a year on me, uh, as far as age. So I don't know if he's going to be around too much longer either, but, uh, you know, it's, it's tough for him. He's got a house on the Pacific Ocean down in Manhattan Beach. He's got one on the lagoon in Alameda. So uh, I think uh, the cost might be uh, keeping him to work an extra year or two. Well, you, you know, I think about continuity, and it's something that we've really been talking about, continuity inside this franchise for so long. I mean, you've known Billy Bean since he was a kid. You've known David Force since he was a kid. And now Bob Melvin, the – the longest tenured manager with one team. Just how nice has that been for your, for you in your job that the continuity has been there for so long? You know, it's, it's not only easy for me in my job, but it's, it makes you proud to be part of this organization. I have uh, people that I work with in my same positions with other clubs. I have no interaction with the general manager, no interaction with ownership or the upper brass. And, uh, I think not just because I've been here so long, maybe that's part of it, but they'll come to me with questions and need answers to whether it's uniforms or equipment or how you handling this person or that person. And, and I'm proud to be in my position and be able to talk about those kind of things where, uh, like I said, my guys in, in other positions, same positions, but with other clubs have no, no interaction with the upper brass. So, and that makes you feel good. And that's special because, We've got so many people that have been here. And you know what? You don't stay just because you're staying. You stay because you do a good job. People appreciate you. And that's a feather in everybody's cap. Yeah, and you've always said you stayed because you've always loved it. That's it. You know, I told people for years, I said I I would stay until the bad outweighs the good. Well, it's still not even close. The good and the fun is so much uh, outweighing the bad, what little bad there is. But – yeah, so it's a fun job. We sit around, my staff, we can kid, we can tease, all we, all we, just in political correctness ways, you know. But uh, uh, we just, we have fun at work, we really do, and uh, it's a good time. I've my, God, I've got uh, four full-time staff underneath me, and uh, the least amount of years is 25. So 25 to 40 underneath me that have been there all that time. So you talk about continuity, just even in the clubhouse level. Well, I mean, that's, that, that's truly amazing. And when I think about your office, your office has always been the meeting place. Like pe- people, like when they come to the ballpark or they come back to the ballpark, the first place they want to go is down to your office. And I can't tell you how many times I've walked by your office over the years and you really, you never know what famous person's going to be there, what former A, what Hall of Famer. What has that always been like that the meeting spot at the Coliseum is your office? You know, what's funny is I always took that for granted. Didn't even consider that. And then we had a going away luncheon for Sandy Alderson. It must have been about 1997. <clears throat> and Bill King, the great Bill King, got up and talked about my office, how you walk by, you don't know if you're going to see a rock star a country western star, a movie star, somebody in baseball, a Hall of Famer. You just never knew who was going to be Boos's office. And ever since then, I've gotten to appreciate that even more. And uh, uh, like I said, I took it for granted before, and uh, I don't anymore. Well, I, I mean, some of the pictures in there, you know, whenever you see Joe DiMaggio in a A's uniform, uh, what, what's the other one that's got that? You got Colonel Sanders, the, the original Colonel in there? Uh, with a picture of me when I was 15 years old. So, uh, 
That's pretty special. <clears throat> I think at one time he was rated the most recognizable figure in the world next to Muhammad Ali. Really? So I remember reading that. And and, and, I, and I kicked myself in the rear because Muhammad Ali visited us one day in spring training, entertained all the players in the clubhouse, and I did not get a picture taken with him. I'm really so sorry because I could have put it right up there with Colonel and I said, who's with one and two? I am. <laughs> you know, you think about all the great teams that you have seen during your time. When you look back, what, what are some of your favorite teams? Well, I, I always make mention to the uh, 72 team, uh, the first world championship. And I was a 20-year-old kid. And it was the hairs versus the squares. And I had hair down to my, past my ears, to my shoulders almost. And it was really fun to, to beat a team like the Cincinnati Reds, the big red machine. And they talk like none of our guys could ever make their team, just like the Dodgers did in 74. People ask me, what was the best team? I like the 74 team. We went from wire to wire. We had 11 pitchers all year. Nowadays, opening day, you got 13. We had 11 all year. We didn't add a 10th pitcher until June. And that was just with four starters. Um, so th that was a great team. But the 89 team was a real fun team, too. Yeah, that 89 team, they were like rock stars. I, I try and explain that to our, our young fan base, that when I was in high school, I mean, Jose Canseco was arguably the biggest name in sports. Ricky Henderson came over. McGuire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had Hindu. I mean, you just, I mean, you had the Eckersley stew. Just talk about being around that team where you guys couldn't even go into the front of hotels. You had to go in the back of hotels. You're so popular. I was just going to mention that we even changed hotels just to give us better access to privacy. And uh, it was funny because guys would want to go into the back door and not be seen. But Conseco, he wanted to walk right through the front of the lobby so everybody could see him. <laughs> Uh, one of the biggest characters you've ever been around? Pretty much, pretty much. He's, you know, and he's still a character. You read some of his stuff on Twitter. Um, it was a great athlete. It's too much. Too bad he got kind of lazy. Yeah, because otherwise, uh, I think there's no question he he would be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Um, when I think about all the hotels, all the flights. It's kind of crazy to think how much you've traveled this country throughout your career. Yeah, it used to be a lot more fun when we would go to each city three times. Now we only do that in the West. But, you know, you get your familiar restaurants, some city. We would, uh, the schedule would come out, and Mickey and I would measure a road trip by how many dinner nights were possible. And there are some nights, some hotel, I mean, I'm sorry, some road trips where you couldn't go to dinner at all. And all of a sudden, now you're playing two two day games with a day off in Minneapolis and boy, that's three dinner nights. That's something to cheer for. So you get used to seeing the same people, the same truck drivers. You see the same clubhouse guys. Uh, a big thing for us too is, is the bell staff at hotels that help you out and do so much. And you look forward to going to certain space, uh, hotels like that because you know, you've got good service. And uh, again, another familiar face because of continuity. You know, my all-time favorite with you and me, and we got to do it twice, is that tiki bar in Japan at the Otani Hotel. I can't remember the name of it, but we always ended up there at night, and that place was awesome. Trader Vicks. It was a Trader, Trader Vicks. 
<laughs> that was that was always one of the highlights. I mean, going to Japan was incredible, but going to Trader Vic's was always was always fun. Absolutely, and got the appetizers there. And, and you know, Trader Vic's the first one was in Emeryville or Oakland, and then Emeryville, and then San Francisco, and it became a big chain. I, there are very there are only a few of them around anymore. But uh, it was funny because there used to be a Trader Vic's in our hotel in Toronto. We frequented that. There was one in the hotel at the Boston Sheraton. We went there. Uh, Billy Martin loved going to the the uh, Trader Vic's in Emeryville, so we went there quite often. So yeah, Trader Vic's was a big chain at one time. You know what's changed for your job is just the the amount of of clothing you have to deal with. I mean, back in the day, you had a white uniform and you got a gray uniform. Now, I mean, you got one for Father's Day, Mother's Day. I mean, you got a a different uniform. What has that been like, the change in your career, having to deal with so much change and so much more volume? You know, uh, technically, we have two green jerseys. We have a white jersey and a gray jersey, and we could wear a yellow one, but we've kind of put that on the back burner. So we've got, we've got four jerseys. There's some clubs that have six or seven. Now, since Nike is taking over the national contract, they're trying to streamline it and get everybody to cut down. And to us to be cut down to four, I think that's one of the one of the teams that have that few. But it's but it is a I won't say it's a problem. It's just more work. You've got two different color helmets and you've got two different color undergarments. And our undergarments aren't just the sleeves we grew up with in Little League Baseball. They're, they're performance garments. They're tight on the body, loose on the on the uh, sleeve, uh, maybe tight on the sleeve, loose on the body. Your short sleeve. You got mock turtlenecks. You got full turtlenecks, uh, and and uh, these are all different sizes and different colors. So there's a lot more to it than just having one set of helmets and a gray and a white jersey. Uh, it's uh, it's the same way in bats. There's so many more bat manufacturers now. I just looked at the list the other day. And there are 33 manufacturers of major league bats that are approved by major league baseball now i only buy from about eight and most of those are ma and pop companies that maybe have one or two players but uh the evolution of of bat companies and all the different uniform pieces are a lot more than when i started and what people don't realize is that okay it's one thing to have it in your clubhouse but then it's the traveling road show you you got to get all this equipment that the players need, especially if you go on a long road trip. You've got to be able to get it on the plane. You've got to get it off the plane. you got to get it to the opposing ballpark. I, I know you have mastered that, but th- it's always seemed like, man, a lot of work. There is. I mean, we've got good trucking companies in each town, and we have two trucks meet the, meet the plane, and we're always off to the side. We don't go through any terminals. The only one we go through is Toronto when we're leaving because we have to go through customs and immigration. So we get spoiled that way. We've got a great aircraft. It's all first class. We get off the plane, two trucks, one for the equipment, one for the luggage, jump on a bus, go to the hotel. Here comes our equip, our luggage. Take it to the room, boys. So that's easy, um, but uh, um, it's it's a lot of travel. Sometimes we've had trouble getting the stuff on planes, uh, but now we've got a bigger aircraft. Last year we were at 757, this year a 737-800, which is about the same size. Uh, what scared me last year was maybe having to leave for a month, starting the playoffs in L.A. and maybe going to San Diego and then to uh, Texas. So we had to bring a lot of stuff, home and road uniforms, but we had a huge airplane, so it wasn't a problem. 
Yeah, you you look through your illustrious career. I know you've been through a lot. Was anything worse than what you had to deal with last year with COVID? Probably not. Uh, and I, I and I say worse just because it took some of the fun out of it. And starting the season spring or the second spring training starting like July fourth, uh, then the games the end of the month. <laughs> it was uh, and then all the restrictions. And we were in a bubble. We couldn't leave the hotel. Got so tired of eating food out of um, cardboard boxes with plastic utensils. I ended up bringing my own metal forks and knives on a on the trip with me just to have real good utensils. Yeah, that's, that that, uh, that that sounds brutal. And you get a lot of requests. Has there ever been a time where you look at a player and you went, "Really? You want you you're asking for that?" Perfect example: Danny Valencia when he was with us for about a year and a half. We're getting ready to leave the clubhouse in Anaheim. Got a short hour and five minute flight to Oakland. He wanted one of my me to call one of my guys to go to some real fancy restaurant in San Francisco, get him dinner, and bring it to him when he gets off the plane. And I said, "No, we are not doing that." Oh, why aren't you supposed to take care of me? I said, "We're not your personal slaves." No. <laughs> when, when is the tell-all book going to come out? Well. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to speak into a recorder when I drive as I think of things, just because there's so much to be forgotten. Uh, and I've forgotten more than I remember. But I just want, I, you know, things should be chronicled, whether it goes into a book, whether it sells or not. I mean, to make it sell, I'm going to upset a lot of people, so I'm probably not going to do that. But uh, I think a lot of this stuff should be chronicled. I mean, I was talking to a person in the uh, with the official Cactus League last uh last week and she was so surprised i had so much history of it because i've been going down there since uh, the A's came to uh, phoenix in in the uh, in 69 and so a lot of the stuff is forgotten and nobody ever chronicled it you have to research a lot of newspaper articles to come up with who trained where i was telling somebody a story today that we stayed at a hotel and it was really nothing but a motor lodge on Van Buren in Phoenix called the Sands. And we stayed there. And when the Padres were in town from Yuma, they stayed there. And across the street was another hotel called the Caravan. And the Angels and Brewers stayed there. And, went, and the Angels went there in from Palm Springs. And the Brewers and Giants stayed there. So you had five teams across the street from each other. Nowadays, it wouldn't happen. Of course, your traveling party's bigger. You need better facilities. But that's one of those little things you know, you forget about in about spring training or in baseball, the logistics of how all that worked. One year there was a flood in Arizona and it would take you three hours to get from Scottsdale to Mesa because the only crossing available to you across the Salt River was the old Tempe Mill Avenue Bridge. And it would be a two hour wait to get on that bridge to go. So we'd have a one o'clock game in Mesa. We'd have to leave at 930. And normally we would leave about 1130. So, I mean, little things like that. There were only three crossings over the Salt River, and everybody had to deal with it. And you know what? You just sucked it up and you said, hey, it's a sign of times, and that's what we kind of do with the COVID now. Well, you're such a mainstay. You actually had your own dish at Don and Charlie's. Oh, the uh, spicy roasted chicken. Boy, do I miss that. (laughs) (laughs) I I remember when you got me in there, and I'm like looking at, I mean, 
everybody who's anybody who's ever been to Arizona Major League Baseball has been to this place, and you are the guy on the menu. It's, well, there's a couple of the guys. Uh, Bud Sealing's on there because he had dinner there every Friday night when he was in town. Uh, Murph from the Giants had a pork chop special. I had the chicken special. Uh, there are a couple other guys, but it was nice to be noted and remembered that way. And, and uh, like I said, we really miss that restaurant. You know, when you when you let's end on this, it would be great to send you out with a championship. And I have a lot of faith in this team. And you've you've seen every Oakland A's team. I think this is a really good team. You've watched these kids, especially the core, grow up together, start to be winners together. What do you think about the 2021 Oakland A's? Well, I wasn't too sure until we had build a build a bullpen weekend, and we came up all the with all the relievers all in a two or three day span. But I really like our club. I, I, our starters are healthy. Fires will be back. Uh, our bullpen's healthy. We've got a great lineup. I, I I think we've got a great opportunity here. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if next I have to come up for next opening day to get a ring. Well, I tell you what, you've had one of the greatest baseball careers we've ever seen, and we don't tell everybody this enough, but we love you, Voos, and everything that you've done for me and my career and our friendship, and I can't wait to see you in retirement, and uh, we can tee it up down in the Valley of the Sun. We will, and, you know, Tony, thanks. You're part of the media that I've always gotten along with, uh, always very special to me. We joke about things, and and but we could be serious but i want to give a shout out to our fans our fans are treated to be great we love you Vuce. we'll see you tomorrow opening day you got it Tony. take care thank you this has been a presentation of the oakland athletics